on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week, truly, because I know we took, uh, as we alluded to last episode, we took about two months off for the shows. And uh, the guest that we have here was joining us right alongside us on the shows. But before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, Darren Crowell. Darren, what's up, man? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm just glad to be back here. Shows were busy, busy, busy. Very busy. And uh, I feel like we haven't really sat down at a table to record it since PCS. It was yeah, crazy. And that was like, what, a month and a half ago? That's actually the last time you and I were together. <sighs> There's something wrong with that. There's something <laughs> wrong with that. Well, guys, before we get started, make sure, as always, to follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to uh, hit the like button on Facebook as well at the Coastal Conservation Association of California. And uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it. We'd love to grow our audience. And one way we're going to grow our audience is bringing in guests like who we have here. We've got Mike Morrison from 22nd Street Landing. Mike, welcome to the podcast, man. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for coming all the way down here to the lovely San Pedro. To Thanks for having us. This is uh, this is pretty cool. We're right outside of uh, Phil Friedman's studio. Not in it, <laughs> but we're, we're right outside, which is great. And, uh, I mean, crap, Mike, the landing has been awesome to us and uh, to CCA and all that stuff and quality boats. Everything's quality up here. Thank you. The, uh, that my, my son still talks about those like seven, eight pound calico bass that you guys are weighing in here. He's been trying to catch them, but oh, they, yeah. they just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's been for- some monsters down here on six pound that just will spool you, but that that's... He's just like, when's that, when's that thing? I'm going to be down there ready to catch those things. So, <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Well, they were released like right out that dock. So it, realistically, they could still be here. We tried. Yeah. 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 Well, they're, I mean, that's coming up here in less than a month here. So uh, he might get a little recharge of bass. I'm going to pre-fish this area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how you been, man? I know I saw you at plenty of the shows. We just coming off the show season and all that. And uh, yeah. How, how you been? How's the landing and how's everything up here? It was cool. It was both the PCS and the Bart Hall show. Was, they had a great turnout. Um, we did a lot of business at the PCS show, like a, a lot, a lot of business. At the, a lot of corporate business came back now that all the the post-pandemic stuff's all been lifted and no one, none of the bosses are going to get sued anymore for putting people on boats for fun. <laughs> um, that was that's a thing. That was that was a, that was a real thing. They, really? um, the the corporate charters kind of had to back off because of all the, the red tape for them. Um, I still stayed contact with with all the charter masters that we've had for over the years, mm-hmm. and they're like, I just can't chance it, man. This this is a really weird thing we're doing it, but most of that came back. They all showed up at the PCS show. Um, a lot of the community charters that we have, a lot of the the uh, nonprofit charters came back, um, and then the the cherry on the top of the Sunday here was uh, the, the Bart Hall show. Another reaching out to him. Like, that's my show. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's Bart's show, but... Right down the street. Yeah, that's my show. Those are my people. Um, it was really cool. I looked at a lot of those uh, overseas charters that you can go fishing wherever, you know, mm-hmm. and catch the, the, the Jeremy Wade fish of a lifetime. Probably going to do that before bucket list, before I... Uh, some of those some of the stories I heard from that guy was pretty cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, that's what kind of the shows are all about, just kind of rekindling and revisiting all those people that we normally see at the shows and rehashing those same stories. Yeah, no, that was uh it was good. It was uh, there was we were all fried after, yeah. after that. even that break between shows. It was mm-hmm. it was there wasn't enough break. Yeah. Yeah. My poor, Although, my poor uh, liver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Although great, it, it does take a toll every now and then, uh, especially like, you know, old guys like Darren too. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what you said though, Mike, when it comes to the business, when it comes to the charters and all that stuff, obviously 2020 was a unprecedented year. Do you say that pretty much all that business has been back now? No, no hold off or anything? This year, the faces that were still in hiding are mm-hmm. back. We were seeing the guys that were missing for a few years um, showing back up again. I mean, they were scared to death. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, they were telling them that you leave your house. That was, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not, you're not, might not make it. So hopefully they, they, they had an Amazon <laughs> delivering groceries and stuff. But those people... You know, we're in fear of their life to leave their house. Now they're good. Now they're back. They're happy. They're like, yeah, that was stupid, but safety first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, I love coming up here and visiting with you because it's always a good time. Always a good time. Well, before we go any further, Mike, tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you got to the landing, all that good stuff. Uh, I think I'm going on 11 years now being here. Um, had to leave Las Vegas. My dad hired me, did sheet metal. Me being a light complected redhead does not work out doing roofing stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there wasn't enough sunscreen in the world. So, um, my mom got me into fishing, freshwater fishing. I, my, my stepdad used to drive us out here during the summer from Vegas cause it was a million degrees to go fishing. We'd fish here. We'd fish in Ventura. Uh, not so much San Diego is a little out of the budget for us, but, um, I made my way to San Pedro because of my sister-in-law. She lived here, so we decided to move to San Pedro. And one day before a half-day trip, um, Carl Smith, God rest his soul, uh, was cussing at a vending machine. It was one of those ice cream ones with sucky lips on it. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was cussing at it, and he's, I was bugging him for a job for a while. And he looks at me, he's like, you can fix this vending machine. I'll hire you right now. And <laughs> I... I helped design that machine that was broken Mm because I had a vending machine company in Vegas and uh, it was just a stupid little magnet switch and like a piece of gum and (laughs) 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 he didn't want to hire me but they saw value in being able to fix the vending machines at the time Um, ever since then though I mean I got my captain's license out of necessity we're lacking boat captains and the guys trust me right out the gate I started working with them on the bait boat mainly and in the office not sleeping for hours on end but i didn't need to sleep this is this so being in this industry everything changes you guys fish i don't know your history of working on boats or not working on boats but from the working on boats standpoint there's so many different variables you're constantly learning i have no straight out the desert to working on a on a saner catching live bait you know i always thought that you go and kill 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 but we're not killing we're, we're catching bait and trying to keep it as nice and pretty as you possibly can with all the elements and whatnot Mm -hmm. and then there was that and then commercial squid fishing with the guys they taught me a ton and then they allowed me to start running the monte carlo twilights and that that'll never get old it's the worst fishing on earth when it comes like past the the non-barracuda sand bass type of years but yeah it, it keeps your brain going. You're trying 5 million spots every single night. My poor deckhand has to pull and drop the, the anchor 25, 30 times. And the customers, <laughs> that the customer base that we built, um, they're into it. You know, they know we're going to come and knock one or two or three or four sand bass off. Mm-hmm. And all these old, first my first trip running Twilight, I asked everybody. I asked too many questions usually. And they're like, yeah, it's going to bite after 11. And night after <laughs> night after night, it never bit after 11 because it's just we haven't had that migratory sand bass thing. Right. Um, but it, uh, yeah, 
that it, it, it's that if you want looking for a cool job that's not punching in every day this is where it's at you know you get to turn your brain off to the point that real life stuff doesn't matter until you tie back up to the dock mm-hmm. i tell my employees that um you're not selling a fishing trip or like an experience you're selling a therapy session so 100 you, know, you untie the boat and you don't care you see the lighthouse and nothing matters except for when's my breakfast burrito gonna be done <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well we had brian barber from mission fish on last week and he kind of said the same thing or you know he's coming from the vet strip angle where it really it really provides some you know, dare I say relief or some hiatus from real life oh, in yeah. general. And, uh, I mean that that's really true for all of us, for all of us anglers and all that. For the guys Not- that don't fish like on sport boats, but you're sitting at some potentially was stocked a week ago pond, mm-hmm. you got your rod out there, whether you're fishing a lure or fishing a doe bait, you, you're just staring down at the water <laughs> your, your brain's <laughs> turned off. It's the best therapy anyone can have like those people that go hiking i'm like why do you do that for you should just learn how to fish yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure well so with you being at 22nd street i've always known you as just the guy at 22nd street i'm obviously there's different partners and all that stuff but what i mean you have so many different roles at this place what what is your role what are what do you do actually you know when you drive past one of those gas stations and it's got that that inflatable guy that kind of wiggles around and <laughs> shakes his hand around? That's me. But um, I've always been good with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my bosses at the time they're great with people, but they've dealt with people. They're done with people, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've every little task they put in front of me, I've done well um, per them at least. Me, I might. I set my bar so high in my head that I don't ever like, I want everybody to be happy and please everybody, but I know we can't do that. Mm-hmm. But my, my, I've been the manager here for going on nine years and, um, just more customer service based stuff. Yeah. You know, I like people. And there's been kind of, I mean, ever since I've kind of been starting coming up here, there's been a little bit of changes inside the office where there's a whole tackle center, there's some clothing, there's a lot of clothing actually, yeah. and it's just a one-stop shop for customers. Yeah, most of the people that come fishing here, they've already been to their local tackle store, mm-hmm. um, and that's one thing. I, I, I carry some reels for when somebody shows up with a broken something or other. We don't do repairs for that, but mm-hmm. we have the more than the bare essentials and then apparel up the wazoo we got everything so mm-hmm. if you got a stinky shirt on the way home you can get a new one or <laughs> gifts for someone but yeah. this whole time that the weather was bad we just had people in here shopping for apparel yeah We've got all kinds of cool stuff in there well over the last couple of years in general and all that stuff there's been quite a bit of change here at this landing where you know you've had multiple different boats leave come and all that stuff more recently too um, I know we you just got the pride last year, mm-hmm. Sean Roberts, who friend of the podcast and all that. He's been, I mean, just killing it the last yeah. couple of years. The guy's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it nicely. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what happened yesterday. He calls me. He le- had a re- reverse day and a half, mm-hmm. whatever the heck you wanted to call it. They left at eight o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had a technical difficulty. They had to turn around. They were back to the dock. At six, but between now and then, I'm sitting next to Trevor on the Freedom. He's like, "These guys that want to go fishing, they still want to go fishing. Find me a boat." Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We called Trevor and got the crew together, and that same group of guys plus another group of guys, a little few guys, are all mm-hmm. fishing again, and they're out catching sea bass this morning. So nice. he, really? he didn't want to quit. The guy just wants to fish 
full speed when he's on land he's pacing he's like <laughs> jittery and you're like yeah you're like, are you yeah. on drugs he's like no i just need to go fishing man like the guy's an, <laughs> an animal but as for boats here i mean a lot of boats go and come i mean yeah. we've, we've we've had good boats leave and, and bad boats leave and boats that you know all the boats here in their best shape of their life mm-hmm. better than when they were new especially that freedom and the, the pursuits in the nicest shape of its life so well let's run down through the whole boat the the whole fleet of boats here that you've got into specialties half day all that stuff mm-hmm. uh first boat off the docks the pursuit from six to six they 99 percent of the time will go to catalina island unless there's something biting santa barbara or on the beach or something mm-hmm. like that uh there's Oh, the pandemic was a blessing for us. The customers realized they don't want to fish with 75 people anymore or 90 people yeah, on, that is on true. it or even 45 on an overnight trip. So we kept the loads down. So the Pursuit Fish is with 37 now. Okay. So if you guys haven't been paying attention to that, 37 people with 37 bunks, everybody gets a bunk. It's the nicest you know situation in the world. As one of the managers and owners and all that stuff, is that good or bad for for you? And and what's your opinion on that? Just keeping the loads down. Oh, it's one. Well, for me being yeah. an owner, it sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's 75, 90, and you know, missing passengers to to for retail sales. But yeah. you know, overall experience, it. it it's bringing a better customer. No, no offense to anyone, but mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, everything that you used to know ten years ago. You know, I would never go fishing on the pursuit, but you can now. Anyone mm-hmm. fishing on the San Diego, fishing on the Independence, coming out with thirty-seven people will see. Oh, wow! It's not cattle boat full of the gills. Yeah, I mean you're you're a customer. Of the yeah, boat. you know you know what you I mean. was going to say. I've, I've fished the pursuit quite a bit and. For me, I don't fish it every week or every two weeks, but I fish it quite a bit. But every time I'm on there, same customer base. It seems Always, like there's, yeah, there's no. a few guys on there that are on there all the time. They have their and that's Monday something. group. Yeah, no, they have such a huge following. They're the most popular boat in LA County, and for the most part, most of California. You know, yeah. If, yeah. The weather, if the weather's good, people just want to go go on a boat ride, whether it's biting or not. So yeah, that's. Do you, do you find that with certain boats where they just have that following that it's always constantly you're getting out consistently every day no matter what the time Once of the, the year. pursuit train gets going you can't stop it yeah. you know and then even in halfway decent weather they're gonna try it yeah. you know they're gonna get out and at least attempt it nine times out of ten they make it so nice very cool well, there's there was that one time where the pursuit went out and they found something other than fish than <laughs> fish floating in the water. When we, what, 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 what? <laughs> did they come across some bales or something? Oh, that, that, well, that was that was, that was a few years ago. But uh, I think every boat that was fishing out of L.A. County ran over to some kind of uh, uh, what is it called? Memorabilia. Yeah, something, something bad, something bad. It was all reported. Though. It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And there was uh, there. You don't know if you, what to do to touch it or not. You exactly or something. But Being yeah, watched. no, it's the ocean. You never know. But there was a. a, a two week period where like we're, we're buddies with Jared on the Gale Force and he's like yeah <laughs> trying to tell me and Aaron and then I was like what'd you do he's like we called the police I was like sick and then next day Aaron ran across some weird mystery package and, like, so I guess with all the ponga there's a lot of ponga traffic in here yeah I'm good buddies with uh, one of the port police here and he's still always tell us yep got another one got another one 
but back back to boats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, full day, six to six on the pursuit. Nine times out of ten, going to Catalina Island unless there's a reason to fish somewhere else. Then we got the half day Monte Carlo running ten to four right now until probably May. Um, then they'll go to double half day, six thirty and twelve thirty. So that's your half day schedule right now, ten to four. Ten to four, seven nice. days a week. It's working out. Nice. Um, that's not bad. And the rock fishing's been good. I mean the the. When the closure was here, the mm-hmm. sheephead and whitefish fishing was a lot of fun because you're only fishing about 90 feet of water. Um, and the half-day customer is probably not going to fish over 400 feet. There hasn't really been too much success locally. Yeah. There's a few spots, you know, that you can go and catch big reds and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but we don't we don't see too much other than big reds and salmon grouper locally. None well, uh, putting a pin in the boats there, how has the, been the fishing? I mean, we're only maybe halfway through April already with the April 1st opener and all that stuff. Rock fishing been pretty good so far? Uh, it's been great. The guys that that are have figured it out cuz this is a it's it's a new thing again, yeah. you know, the the Mark Bizano, the Tom Durr, the, not not calling Mark and Tom the same age, but the guys have been doing this for for forty years. Uh, those are their old spots; they've never been touched, and you know since closure time. Mm-hmm. So wow, um, it's been good. There's certain areas because you have to learn how to fish these areas at eight hundred feet because you're the current and the you know drift and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. a learning curve for a lot of these per se younger guys, but they're they're it's producing. You know, you get to a spot and it's it's worth it. Yeah. Uh Captain Steve that runs Mondays and Tuesdays on the on the Monty. His bet dad's been doing it um for his whole career and he's he's given him some spots that, you know, oh yeah, back in the day this was great and it's mm-hmm. and no one's fished it, no one's touched it, and it just wasn't wasn't really biting it. This fish just moved on to a mm-hmm. a better area to, to bite, I guess. I think like you know when you feed the fish in the trout pond, and they always go to that same color corner next oh, to the quarter yeah. machine. Yeah. So I envision what goes on with that. <laughs> um, you know, you nice go to philosophy. Th- yeah, you think about it that <laughs> yeah. way. You know, you get yeah. a sustainable, sustainable squid chunk or mackerel chunk. They'll go to the same areas. But Stevo's in his mid twenties, and he's doing a great job on that half day boat. And Walt's running half day as well. Still, I don't know how much longer he wants to be here, but. He's probably the best at it locally for rock fishing. So if you guys want to nice. see what local deep rock fishing looks like, go fishing with Captain Walt. I haven't bought an electric reel yet. I <laughs> got I got two. I haven't used one yet though. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm. I like punishment though. But I have you know I have like a, a Makaira. What is it? A twenty or something like that. Yeah. That that'll kick it in low. Right. Anyways, I was telling people the other day the two speed reel. Um, they're like, yeah, you just put it in high and you whine like crazy. I was like, yeah, well, you're going to waste your arms because those fish are going to pop off the hooks from yeah. spinning if you, unless you make a nice ganyan with all the swivels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Well, so when it comes to, say, half-day fishing, full-day fishing on the Pursuit in Monte Carlo, wh- what's the range? What you know, what would a typical customer expect where, obviously, you mentioned that the Catalina is nine times out of ten for the Pursuit, but... In theory, where could they potentially realistically go out on a full day trip? And same with the Monte Carlo. The handful of trips that I have ran on the Monte Carlo during the day, I've gone way too far from home. I mean, I've been up <laughs> to Big Reef. I've been inside, way inside Redondo, way past the Newport Artificials. 
Well, you're the um, owner, so it doesn't really matter. Though. Of the landing, not the boat. John, <laughs> John, John and, uh, and Jeff, they were like, how much fuel are you burn? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it panned out. You know, we caught yeah. fish. But you, you're generally traveling one hour in any direction, mm-hmm. usually. And the boat's got new engines now, so it runs at a good, happy speed. And uh, so you can fish about an hour, hour and a half in any one direction. It's a five and a half hour trip. But Catalina Island, you you know, uh, the people want to fish the backside a lot. But, um, it, it, you know, the, that island's been hit or miss for years. Mm-hmm. And you can go pretty much anywhere and not catch anything or anywhere and catch. So they'll fish everywhere, Farnsworth to to the west end, to the east end, to, you know, wherever. And then they were, the last few years with all the Dorado and Bluefin, they were, John gets me from the sat phone halfway to Clemente, so... You never, you never know where oh you're, where you're gonna end up. It's a good thing it has bunks. Yeah, but yeah, does the Monte Carlo really have bunks? No, 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 no. The pursuit. Oh, the pursuit. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, if you're a light load on the Monte Carlo, there's enough seating to kind of like yeah, yeah, cozy somewhere. <laughs> I guess it's comfortable. These yeah. boats are the, the interiors of the boats are super, super comfortable. The mm-hmm. Native Sons galley is huge. It can seat almost everybody on their the thirty. Actually, seat everybody with thirty seven passengers on deck and uh, in the galley mm-hmm. but he specializes he's seven to five um he's gonna beat up the beach quite a bit this year he's found some little areas that he's catching halibut in oh nice probably gonna see some local sea bass this year I, I, you are because i've yeah. already caught some a couple skiffs there's there's a good sign on the coast good sign at the islands um yeah so aaron's gonna be on the native sun he's going to be beating up the beach bass and rockfish you're gonna have a lot of fishing time it's my kind of trip yeah yeah Yeah, no that's 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 his gonna be his focus he he can fish catalina island but he's probably gonna fish where he needs to fish yeah so he's 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 the three three quarter day boat that will just go anywhere but like i said the the fishing on the beach is probably gonna be pretty good this year with the 60 something inches of rain and already signs anchovy and oh yeah a lot of squid being caught this fall so we'll see what what local fishing turns into which you know the monte carlo should be able to capitalize on that too so with so much squid being caught last fall and all that stuff what uh, and you know with the 10 years that you've been here and all that what would that normally translate to for the following season um my when i started here it was one of the best squid seasons that they had um so it the squid being around and already have nested and doing what they're doing. It was really good springtime fishing, which we kind of missed out on with this weather. Yeah. Uh, but the signs are there every, um, you know, Mitch bought that with blackfish or black mm-hmm. or whatever it is. They've already caught a few Brandon's Hayward's caught a few, the cat, it's all been Catalina fish too. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of signs of Catalina people have been sitting and waiting and they're not on the bite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the freedom's got a couple this morning at another island and uh there's just squid at every island there was there was squid at every single island commercial volume huge mm-hmm. amounts of squid and um it was always good dropper loop sea bass halibut and yellowtail fishing so you know you roll into the cove or something this may on the freedom you're probably going to be pretty good fishing so it sounds like it's just about to just pop off any, it, it, any it, day from what these guys have told me the the Thir- anything over 35 inches of rain has been stellar fishing. Oh, we got double of that. You got double of that, and we've... So, okay, humor me. Humor, <laughs> yeah. me, for, humor, me, humor me for one Let's second. Let's get into cause this. Because 
So we had 2014-15 was the El Nino event with Yellowtail everywhere, right? That was based off of warm water and that mackerel that was around. Mm -hmm. Because there was days we couldn't catch bait and we had to go snag our own mackerel and then go back out and catch yellows and then snag mackerel and do it again. (laughs) Um, It's what... Let's say let's just say fourteen end of fourteen mm-hmm. as we were fishing right outside the lighthouse on my aluminum skiff catching twenty five and thirty pound yellowtail in the winter before yeah. it went like catastrophic. It's been about ten years, right? Mm-hmm. El Nino cycles are ten to like twelve twelve fish, years. Yeah. So that El Nino, in my opinion, my opinion, it started and stopped. Then mm-hmm. we had this anomaly fishing that we've had with this tuna, and then magically Dorado, yeah. and then the best, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then the best sea bass fishing that Channel Islands have seen on record, which has a lot to do with the the, the pens and the yeah. the, the hatchery that program, and then just migratory fish because I know guys that are in Mexico that catch them year round down yeah. there. Um, I don't know how anything about up north. Um, I I think. It, this might just be another kickstart of an El Nino based off of the rain and the conditions and stuff. I know the water surface, sea surface temperature is freezing right now, but mm-hmm. you know, guys that are in the know prior to all this rain, it was borderline El Nino again. Wow. Yeah. So the, the there was La Nina. La, they were talking La Nina during the El Nino, Nino anyways. But my mm-hmm. opinion is we're on another cycle of <laughs> unwritten <laughs> I mean, those, those by wind sailor jellies are out already whatever you want to call them the one little jellyfish with the with the with the with the mast on them right um, they're already out and about if you see the red crab then then it's we're in for it again. game on yeah oh my i was thinking we were going to downsize and fish anchovy full speed yeah i and now there's full speed squid still sardines around ton of anchovies once these fish figure out that there's a sustainable food source up here again right. it's gonna be silly but we're gonna go from zero to 60 real fast in my opinion because the season last year was it was okay it was kind of done at the end of august and then mm-hmm. these two weeks of staring at what the schools of dorado all of a sudden s- just erupted about once they figured out that they don't want to eat the little anchovies anymore and mm-hmm. got cued into sardines and, and lures mm-hmm. i mean that was pretty neat so on that how amazing was it to basically be seeing nothing but Dorado <laughs> for like weeks at a time up here? It was. I have you seen that before? No, no one has. <laughs> Not up here. Mark, Mark, I, I have to refer to Mark because he said, "Oh yeah, we used to see those at the rocks, you know, on kelps." But no, 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 no. I no, never you, saw miles of it. I mean, I could see yeah. them from the beach from my house. Oh my god! Talking, talking about <laughs> schools of these things, you know, Walt. This, the kickstart of it, Walt's fishing salmon grouper at the end of August, mm-hmm. sees a patty drifting downside the boat, pulls the anchor, and has, what, 80 Dorado. Oh, my Salmon grouper and Dorado in one trip on a half-day boat. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a half-day. I know. <laughs> we, 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 we caught them as far as, you know, the end of, let's just call it the end of Santa Monica Bay, as in, and then 60 miles down the beach. But they were they were everywhere. It was pretty cool. No, yeah. no one can speak on it. Like, we yeah. on it we have all. what we call the, the home guard yellows. Yeah. Do you think there's any Dorado that stuck around or still? Or do you think they went back south? And I mean, I don't. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> right. they, everybody knows one thing that fish go back to where they spawn. Correct. Yeah. And there was way too much baby making going on up here based <laughs> off of the size of the Dorado we were catching. Right. They weren't the little bucket Dorado that exactly. we normally see on kelps. Um, that had to have been a a breeding thing you know yeah yeah and 
what's your take on where did they follow the warm water up or were they just chasing bait all the way up this i mean because the they went far they went further than north than here oh yeah no i uh i, I, I probably it had to do with bait and not water i mean it was clean water yeah there yeah. was a lot of clean water everywhere right you look at the the chlorophyll charts and all that stuff what's yeah that? yeah the terrafin charts and and you could just see clean water after clean water and even the green water was just algae bloom type yeah. stuff so they, mm-hmm. i think they were just following clean water or maybe there was no little anchovy we went they to, came from yeah we went to la paz last year and, and caught dorado not knowing what was going on up here we get back and my buddy's like what did you guys catch and oh we got some dorado this that the other yeah we got dorado too out at catalina what exactly. <laughs> we <Yeah>. went exactly <laughs> dorado dorado is always that fish that that i always when a customer comes in that they you know they're wearing their columbia really nice expensive oh, yeah. thing and they're like we're gonna go fishing and we're gonna go on to catch a, a, a tuna and stuff oh yeah i'm like you're getting on the <coughs> excuse me you're getting on the half day boat <laughs> i'm not saying it can't happen but it's like well, we were just in la paz catching you know this that and the other and i'm like you know you're gonna you're gonna catch a sculpin today <laughs> maybe a sand bass <laughs> but normally it's that one thing where someone will come in is with a status or a chip on their shoulder going yeah i catch dorado and marlin and i'm like Cool. Well, it's a sixty-five dollar ticket with fifty other guys. It's <laughs> in <laughs> a seven hundred dollar trip, you know. Like, but right. we're gonna have fun. I yeah. promise. And, yeah. and and we got hot food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to curtail expectations, there, Mike. Yeah. No. Like you're gonna you're, you gonna, have, to. you're gonna have a good time, but it's yeah. not. Then, but to say that last year, I, you know, the guy I told you we're gonna catch Dorado. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that one time I was, I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that one time that 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 guy's right and won't let it go i had i on on phil's show i had i had the best theory ever though why these migratory fish stayed pandemic theory so (laughs) pandemic listen 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 to this because i witnessed this okay we chartered the true line we were gonna go to santa barbara island we could we we didn't make it to santa barbara island but we got in line with all those ships that were just drifting okay yeah what do lights do for bait so they were there for how many months that's true okay here's my other theory if you looked at the ais there was drifting ships from here to japan yeah for months i just and then same thing with the weird blue-footed or pink-footed booby birds that were Mm -hmm. sightings and stuff that's those cycles help this is my theory though yeah that those little sustainable kelp patty cargo ships Mm -hmm. were the cause of what transpired that's those, a those pretty good theory. Are, I could I can jump on board on that theory. Because the no seams get under those orange lights at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, we fish bait. We'll fish right alongside the ships because they gather the anchovy at night. But it was from here to Japan. Mm-hmm. Ships just doing just nothing, just waiting to be accepted. Yeah. with their goods. So I, I think that had something to do with with our fishery too, because it just kind of kind of scooched the fish to a different direction theory you know that makes sense i'd like to ask the guys on the ship what they were catching while they were just drifting yeah yeah i was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> and where their gps coordinates was and then draw up <laughs> yeah draw a line to where they the to, to how these fish got here yeah there's guarantee. I, I i gotta be onto something yeah well okay so <laughs> i think so i think you'd be a valuable resource because i mean you're hell you're right here in san pedro where all the container ships are and all that but you saw all those ships because that was like what, like maybe May, June of last year or yeah. something. Oh uh, no, the previous year. Previous year. Previous okay. Year. 
So, but, but it was like that for a while, though. The yeah. ships, you know. Oh, for months. Yeah. And months. And even now, it's like there's still a couple. Oh, yeah. We caught limits of bluefin on that trip, as far as you can see it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we were seven miles off the west end of Catalina Island, chasing just, school after school that we thought was just one big school. Right. But it wasn't. It was It was oh, all like, that 40-pound bluefin. I like this. Now, the 140 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> that was, we were supposed to go to Santa Barbara and just catch rockfish, but we got stopped. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I can buy that. Yeah, they I were on the that. ships. They yeah, were, they were in the drifting ships. That makes sense. I mean, they want structure. Same with dodos. Yeah, there's a big kelp patty floating with lights on it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that for sure. Well, continuing on the range of, of boats, I know you have a couple more, right? I think. Oh, I got quite a few more. So yeah. I'll, I'll try not to get <laughs> off track here. No, uh, you're good. Yeah, we stopped on the Native Sun, seven to five, yeah. fish and three quarter, pretty much everywhere. The nicest, spacious galley mm-hmm. on earth, pretty much. Uh, overnight, we have the Freedom, 10 o'clock every single night of the week. They catch a lot of fish. That boat's super fishy. Are they getting uh, out regularly right now? No, April and March and April kind of suck. They might yeah. Have 10 or 12 trips combined usually every year unless weather is nice but usually this month april is due yeah um with their limited load as well we can take 48 we're taking 35 it's a 35 is is a great number on that boat they have huge bait tanks they tend to fish san Clemente a lot but compared to the other competitor boats in our area we, we can fish san nicholas and santa barbara pretty regularly this time of year taking advantage of the fishing at san nick and that's the same hole as the grande and the uh liberty correct yep, yep. one there i think it's the only single plank though oh, okay which but but that boat has given me plenty Massive. of plenty of fish stories though that boat just <laughs> it, it just gets bit and now it has twice the bait capacity so you don't ever really run out nice um, and then we're on to our overnight fleet that do pretty much everything. Um, we got the Amigo with Captain Mark and Jeff, and it's in the nicest uh, condition of its life. Mm-hmm. If you guys know the boat, the boat's been around for forever. Yeah, it we, looks really we, nice. We've all fished it. Um, they're doing everything from you know overnight to two and a half day stuff. Uh, we have the Pride that's currently he's he's out tonight um he's already caught you know sea bass and halibut for already for the season but he wouldn't have came home until he caught that not, um, not too many people fish the pride because it's so busy it's it's just chartered all the time oh yeah no it's it's chartered right after this month it, there's very very little, little availability for the boat good for sean yeah sean's killing it um yeah. We have the true line that's always up here. They'll do anything I, I charter it for. Captain John, Gump, and even Todd's back um, from the mm-hmm. Dead or Alive. He's a, he's on there. So that, that boat. And it's it's my favorite boat at the landing for one reason, that you really? sit in the galley, and mm-hmm. it's like you're in your living room. It's super, oh, okay. super cozy. That and makes the boat's sense. boat's fast. Um, my personal favorite boat. But that's the true line? True line. Nice. Um, fast. And then I like John. Because he smokes cigarettes all the time and <laughs> uses a lot of bad words. Um, and then Jeff just acquired the Apollo. They ran one season at a C4. They're up mm-hmm. here in the spring, and it's in the process of being rebirthed of beauty. Yeah, I mean, it looks great right now. He's been down here working on it ever since it got here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really cool to have a multi-day boat. 
Is this gonna, the first year that it's going to be running out of 20 seconds, 20 yeah, second street? Yeah. Okay. First, first year ever. We already nice. sold out a three day and a two day on it, which like my dream was to have a multi-day boat upwards of five to seven days. Yeah. Kind of gives you a weird, like picture this trip, May, mm-hmm. we leave here and it's biting at Rosa. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. All right. Well, it's biting at Nick too. Let's go there. It's biting at Santa Barbara. Let's go there. It's not biting at any of those islands. Go to Tanner. You know, it's a lot like of flexibility. There's just so much you can do. Yeah. And it, with the right weather and stuff, we you could fish what, seven islands in a five day mm-hmm. trip if you wanted to. Yeah. You know, that'd be awesome. And then you, if if you got a bunch of now with the depth restrictions gone, mm-hmm. like you can go to the land of the giants that have not been fished that you only heard about people fishing commercially way back when in like 20 years yeah 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 let's <laughs> let's go there let's go there first <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. i'm just gonna fish you know some kind of metallic jig with big hooks on it and it's gonna be silly yeah that's yeah. that's my dream trip with your to, electric reel. to go way beyond the channel islands to go to some bank that hasn't been touched in years Hopefully there's something there. If not, I'm sure there's. I'm, I'm sure there's sea monsters of some sort. <laughs> of course, yetis or yetis. things of that, things of that nature. <laughs> well, that, I, that's why I want a multi-day boat out of here. Not to mention, on a three-day trip, if it's biting in front of Ensenada, you can go go do that as well. I was going to say, I mean, in, even in the summertime, that adds a lot of value to to the landing having a multi-day boat that can make that trip down there. Yeah, for tuna. And we haven't had to do that in years, but you yeah. know. Our islands have been producing. There's a lot of times we won't even turn in a fish count. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. We got a lot of boats up here. So yeah. You know, yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Je- Jeff and, and Lori and, and the gang and all that stuff, they're doing a really good job with that boat. Oh, yeah. Already. No, it's going to be second to none, especially in the next couple of years. It's going to take a few years to get back to where mm-hmm. it should have been. You know, well, yeah. you know, boat ran a lot. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's why it's it was put away Popular. wet. It just ran a lot. That, and uh, having Jeff on there, and, and like you said, Lori, you know, that's super friendly over there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they got Obi running the boat, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like it. He, he's fun. <laughs> Fishing with him on the Quest way back when. Yeah. The cool. Quest? Pacific Quest. That was a good boat. Yeah, it was fishy. Yep, you've got some stories there. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Keep it keep it friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then, who did I forget? I got the Apollo. The independence. Oh, and then we also have the El Patron. The El Patron. I saw that. So Ricky tell Carb- us about that. Ricky Carbajal and um, Chris. I don't know his last name. Isaacs. Chris okay. Isaacs. Uh, they acquired the Ocean Angel. Ocean Angel. See, see, I can't remember the name it was, but it's almost identical to the Outrider. Okay, yeah. The layout, really the layout will be the same as the Outrider was. It's a Delta? Delta. And they will be specializing in limited, limited, limited load stuff. Back, we had a very sustainable 10-passenger deal here when they had the Ultra and then the Outrider here. Yeah. And that was, that was fun, going yeah. fishing with 10 guys on those 55-foot boats. Um, they're still in the process of wrapping it up. It's... It, you guys, I, me telling you, the boat's gorgeous. They're paint scheme. I'm looking at it right now. We're I know. At, yeah, we're actually staring <laughs> like out green. the window at the ocean right now, guys. <laughs> yeah. And those noises you heard in the background was people loading on the half-day boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they will be specializing in uh, limited load overnight, uh, three-quarter day charters, things like that. Um, you know, when we get busy here, people will pay to go fish on a two-by-four with an outboard. So, mm-hmm. cause, yeah. Because it's biting up here. 
What's the limit or what's the I guess suggested load on that one? Ten. I don't Ten? know, right? Ten's fine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've been on plenty of working and and as a customer, ten guys is fine. I like it. Um, load wise, like you know, Sean takes fifteen. He can sleep eighteen. Takes yeah. fifteen. I like fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen, like fourteen. I like fourteen on the Amigo. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm a snob when it comes to that. <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, those those the, the limited load options we have here, the the Amigo, the the Pride and the, the El Patron, and it, hell, even the Apollo's limited load for all practical purposes because, you know, you could put probably 40 people on that boat, but they're taking 18 to 20. Really? That's yeah. it? Wow. So, you know, it's, that's why our prices are where they're at, too. You're just paying more for less people. Well, I mean, I think there's an advantage to that, though, because you're getting a lot of the guys who will pay oh, the yeah. extra. Well, that and we're closer to every island. Yeah, yeah, we're right there. It's, yeah, know, exactly. Two You're, hours to Catalina at eight knots. We're four hours to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. About the same distance to Clemente and Nick is is you know a ne- normal overnight trip. Huge advantage. It's a huge advantage being connected to the bait company and the commercial fishing aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Where we generally have squid when people don't. Yeah. So not and then if not, we just go make it ourselves. Yeah, I mean you have a lot of capability there amongst boats, baits, everything. And, cool. and the island knowledge that just at one landing, it's, it's silly. They should be writing books about it, but then we don't want to give up all the information. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the independence, too. Yeah, the, the mothership. Indy, the Indy hasn't ran out of here in years. Mark oh, and Paul, really? Mark and Paul want to. They come up here and, and, and do their maintenance now. Um, so they're only doing. They're only running out of Point Loma? Yeah, they would, they would have ran... Uh, they just hadn't. They put new engines, generators, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they would have ran a couple family trips slash a couple two days out of here uh, when they were up here in the last couple of years. But it, is the boat in the yard right now? No, it's running trips. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Brian was just actually at Young's Tackle giving a seminar about how oh, they cool. were a day late driving around for seventeen hours, and then as they're crossing <laughs> the light, the boat, all the boats down south got them. Oh, I see. And so it I is see. what it is. What it is. But um, yeah, they got Brian and Matt. Uh, both those guys. If you don't know them, they're sweethearts. And they're, cool. re- and they're really good at it too. So, um, but that tuna's biting what, forty miles from Point Loma. Yeah, right yeah, I heard it was like forty, fifty, even sixty sometimes. But yeah. I think that's kind of the the signal. It's like, okay, it's go time. Yeah, the same thing happened. This the the predictions. You can predict what might transpire mm-hmm. up here in the next. Well, at least this year because it's doing the same thing again. That, yeah, the tuna was biting in April. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, don't know, I didn't see Dorado coming. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of None out of left did. field. I just want Sam Bass and Barracuda back. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. Well, have you been able to see any of those come back in the in at least previous years? No, no. we've had a few few weeks, but they weren't anything consistent of Barracuda. And then the sand bass that are local, they have their own little spawn, mm-hmm. um, and they'll they'll bite. But we won't fish them during that time. Just you know. Yeah, try to repurpose it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the there's a trend, right? When it comes to the barracuda and the sand bass in the springtime, you usually see what later in the year. Well, generally, I mean, people want to say the albacore word, but I've never seen yeah. one in my life. But um, generally, when you have the sand bass and the barracuda bite, well, it <laughs> fishing sucks after that. But I I feel like. You know, you'll see the, the, the yellowtail. The yellowtail population at all the islands is 
better than you've ever seen it. I have diver buddies that are down, you know, urchin divers going, oh, yeah, school mm -hmm. after school after school, these perfect size yellowtail just need the right conditions and the, you know, yeah. whatnot, and they're going to bite again. I mean, they, that fish count in the spring last year was epic down at Clemente Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that whole front side got got with it. That was good fishing. They were all 25-pound, 30-pound fish. That's the perfect size, 25, 30. Same thing with this 40-pound bluefin that's biting down the yeah. beach because this 100-pound anything's <laughs> that dude I, I, used, I got my butt kicked last year i was gonna ask Absolutely have you scrolled, how many how many 100s do you have so far personally while fishing um like three but landing okay. customers fish probably like 50 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know, isn't that if, the isn't that the best someone hooks up and gives you the rod i can't do it anymore and then you're stuck with it i hate it but we do it yeah we yeah do it i you bought a three it. i bought a about a three-speed avid just for that reason right there for the hook in hand oh yeah that 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 <laughs> knife jig fishing that was cool did <laughs> did guys like sean on the pride and and you know the all the other boats and all that stuff do they get in on that knife jig fishing or is it kind of a little just too far away oh no we, we knocked the shit out of them yeah it was it was good um that that nighttime everything switched to like day and a half and you know you were driving around for hours during the day and taking multiple naps and as soon as the sun went down you start hooking a few and then it's you just time. straight chaos mm -hmm. but the the land ratio was kind of down because they're all big fish and the tangles were so bad but we'd be holding on with one hand splicing it onto another reel outside of the tangle there's like a 40 way <laughs> tangle going on here jeez <laughs> yeah it was chaos it was cool though i mean oh, i wouldn't gosh. i wouldn't trade it for the world except for when the jig got stuck in my forearm and then my butt and then my neck and then <laughs> oh. and it was an 80 pound tuna that just lit up Talk about insult, adding insult to injury. Well, that's the thing. I mean, these that's why the, a lot of the, the long-range boats aren't letting you put as many hooks on them. Mm -hmm. Just one less hook to pull out of your body. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Or I should say adding injury to insult. Yeah, no, it's bad. I had like a big old 12-0 Jobu hook in my forearm, and I look over at this customer, and I was like, dude, cut the hook or pull it out. I've got to do something because I'm about to fall on like six 200-pound tuna. Oh. Your 80-pound fish has got to wait one second because Ax <laughs> Axel's right behind me. <laughs> and I'm just holding it there, and it's quiet. I'm like, shh, look at the tuna. Shh, shh, don't do nothing. What did it do? It lit up and stuck the jig in me. I'm like, it didn't hurt. Everything's fine. But I know if this thing pops off the gaff, I'm losing my arm. Oh. Like the whole arm's going with it. <laughs> and then it shook its head and then flew out and went right in my butt. And I was like, well, at least that's a fattier piece, so it's, it's just going to hurt for a second. <laughs> and then it, it popped off the gaff. It was all within, like, 12 seconds, all this whole conversation transpired. It was about 12 seconds of, of chaos. <laughs> Thing pops off the gaff. The guy was a really good fisherman. He's fine. He just puts it, takes it out of gear a little bit, mm -hmm. and the jig goes, whack, rips out. And the, there's still the hook in the in the side of his head, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll get it again, kid." <laughs> all right, cool, let's try this. And, I, and he's like, "But we'll wait till they get all those those 200 pounders out of your way." I'm like, "Please, for the love of God, I'm I'm up and run it on a day and or two and three quarter day with Sean. Like I said, he's a psychopath, <laughs> absolute psychopath." And uh, we wound up landing the fish. It was it was worth it. High fived, and I. Oh man! Yeah, I had to run in seconds, so I had to go back to sleep. I was like, nah, got, I can't. I gotta go to bed. I can't do <laughs> yeah. this after you got bandaged up." <laughs> oh, there's a ton of war stories. He, this that would be like the greatest podcast ever. Is having 
all the deckhands from the overnight long range fleet just sitting here. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I was pulling the hook out of Steve's head and <laughs> things broke, bounced off the deck, hit the lights, went dark. Yeah, whatever. Oh, man. Well, we're going to put a pin in that one for right now. All right. Guys, that is going to be it for us on the CCA California podcast. Make sure to go tune into the Doc Doc podcast, where we're going to continue with this conversation and many more and more great stories from Mike. Mike, real quick, how do we book a trip with 22nd Street Landing? How do we get on the boats? 22ndStreet.com, or uh, actually, you get most of my information from Instagram. It's got all the links, but 22ndStreet.com will take your money, and uh, you can call us, 310-832-8304, and follow us on Instagram, 22nd Street Landing. Yeah, and you go live on Instagram, Instagram quite a bit, too. That's mainly where my real fish count will go in this year. Nice. I like it. Guys, that is it going to be it. Like I said, we're going to continue this on the Doc Talk podcast. Make sure to go like and subscribe, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Yeah.